Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, folks. Once again, I'm glad that you are here and you are listening. I said you are here. I guess you're on the radio listening. That, that's what I would hope since I'm in the radio station by myself. I don't think you're here, but I'm glad you're listening. It's going to be a great day. So let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, thanks for the day. Thanks for these great listeners. God, bless their lives powerfully, mightily. Lord, may they look to you for strength and power. May you direct every single step of life that they're in. I give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I think one thing, you go to the football game, and what you do, if you want to see better, if you're sitting way up, my wife loves using binoculars because she can focus in on what's going on. I don't like binoculars. I don't see as well out of them. I just like the naked eye, and I don't care if it looks like it's a mile away. I just, that's me. But binoculars, you focus in, you get close, you realize what's going on. Folks, sometimes we need to put some spiritual binoculars on to see what's going on and how we can be effective for Jesus Christ. Listen to Matthew chapter 24, verse 36 or 44. This is Jesus talking. Listen, he says, But about the day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. As it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. For in the days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, marriage up to the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing about what would happen until the flood came and took them all away. That is how it will be in the coming of the Son of Man. Two men will be in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding with a handmill. One will be taken, the other left. Therefore keep watch, because you do not know what the day of the Lord will come. It seems like that should say when. It says on what day, oh, excuse me, on what day your Lord will come. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known at what time of night the thief was coming, he would have kept watch and would not have let his house be broken into. So you also must be ready, because a son of man will come in an hour when you do not expect him. You know, I hear people all the time, they want you to talk about end times. They want you to talk about the coming of the Lord. Well, you know, we know he's coming again. And we know every eye is going to see him and every tongue's going to proclaim the glory of God. We know that. But, you know, we don't know when. He says we don't know the hour. And all these people who try to predict, all these people who try to say it's going to be this day, it's going to be these many years, these things are indicating this. They have said those things for years and years and years, but he wants us to be ready at all times. It could be tonight. It could be next week. We do not know. But the question is, will you be ready? Will you be the one he takes, or will you be left behind? It is interesting over the years to hear people try to predict. You know, everybody tries to predict. Kind of like in many areas of life, we get into making predictions. Football season is, is on us and in, in the middle of it, and people are predicting who will be in the Super Bowl or who will win the college football championship. Of course, there are people who some of them pick correctly, but no one will know the day or the hour of Christ's return. And if somebody tries to tell you that's when it's coming and tries to coax you into believing that, they're wrong because only God knows. 
This passage is used in the story of Noah as an example. People were eating and drinking and marrying. They were going through real life. Suddenly, it starts raining and pouring down rain, the biggest rainstorm in history of life. And it's adding up so rapidly. And all of a sudden, they look over at the ark, and suddenly reality hits. People trying to get in. They realize they made a mistake. You can just picture them beating the door. The door had been closed. They're going to be left behind because they didn't believe. How true that will be with all those in our world that do not believe in Jesus Christ. It is vital for us to share the good news for Jesus with those that don't know him. So when Christ returns, there will be no question about their faith and love for him. Some people think that maybe there's not, they're not Christians, so they don't have all these overwhelming feelings of emotion. Folks, do not allow Satan to deceive you into believing you are not a Christian when in fact you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you believe and trust in him. Satan would love to tell you you are not perfect and you're not a Christian. The Bible has made it very clear that those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ will be saved and will have eternal life. It is promised to us. We could spend a lot of time on what that means, or what it means to believe, but I want to continue on in Romans chapter 10. It says this, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Another one of those short words, will. You will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess, then you are saved. As the scripture states, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Do you trust in him? Do you truly believe in him? Are you truly ready to meet him? Romans 10, 13 says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved right now, wherever you're at. If you haven't called on Jesus, call on the name of the Lord and ask him to save you. Ask him to forgive you. Ask him to come in your life and to lead you from this day forward. And then get involved in a good Bible-believing church. Get involved in reading the word of God and spending time talking to your Lord. But the, doesn't, the Bible doesn't say all those that go to a certain church will make it to heaven. But all those who call in the name of the Lord and believe in their heart that Jesus, who is in the Bible, says, we will be saved. We need to keep watch, it says in verse 42 of our passage, because the enemy would love to persuade us into thinking that you're not a part of the family of God, that you're weak. You know, and, and I tell you again, too, there is no, somebody says, well, we are the true church, or we have that, our church is the best church, we're the only church. You're wrong. The only church is this, is those people who believe that Jesus Christ died for their sins. And Jesus Christ rose again. They'll spend eternity with him. The family of God, the church, is those who believe in Jesus Christ. It's not a denomination. You're saying, oh, I'm listening to this, but I go to this denomination, and we know we have a, we have a monopoly on it. You have no monopoly on it. You have a no monopoly. If you have that, you are teaching your people a false doctrine. You're teaching your people the wrong things, not what the Word of God says. He says a true believer is one who believes in him and loves him and serves him. The true walk with God is based on faith. It's based on faith, believing that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. 
And he was born, and he died, and he rose again for each one of us. And he will, so we'll someday see him face to face. We can walk the right direction when our eyes are fixed on him. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed, and I know I do, and that life is going too fast, when we just need to stay steady and solid with our walk with him. That's why many people might ask you the question, how is your walk with God? We can respond wonderful because we know Jesus and we know that he directs us each day. We didn't say, I'm perfect, or I'm just wonderful, I have it all down. Sometimes we allow the world and all it offers to pull us away and look the other direction. How many times are we selfish and only interested in our our own interest and not concerned about others? We must also keep watch so that we don't get involved and so involved in our lives that we forget about others. Jesus makes it clear in Matthew 28 that we're going, they need to go into all nations teaching the Word of God, teaching people and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We are to watch and we are to pray. We don't know when Jesus is coming in, folks. We need to be ready whenever they de- that day approaches. And I know I have many people want to get in discussion about how it's all going to be, what the afterlife is going to be, what the, what the rapture is going to be, all that kind of thing. I would tell you this. Focus on this. Jesus loves you, and he's coming back for you. And if you are ready to meet him, that's what he's looking for. He wants you to walk with him. He wants no one to perish, but everyone to have eternal life. Yes, I could go through and and give you all the doctrines dealing with that kind of thing, but I want you to understand the important thing is being ready. You must be ready. How right he is. We all just need to live for Jesus. And then that day when he comes, it's not going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise, but we're going to be ready. So it's not going to be a big effect. It's going to be a great deal because we're going to be in heaven. When we are watchful, we are aware of what's around us. We're aware of the cunning things that are trying to lead us down a wrong path. But we can stand firm and steady in our relationship with the Lord. Sure, we're all going to put on, be put on the spot sometimes, and we're going to be tempted. But many times we can avoid that if we just keep watching and keep Jesus Christ first place in our lives. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Yes, in our spirit, we want to do what is right. We want to avoid dealing with temptation. But in the Bible, it says our flesh is weak. We are pulled by our flesh to do things that we know is wrong, that that God would not smile at. You need to keep watch over your desires. This is a constant fight in life for human beings. We all know what our weaknesses are. And if we know this, then let's keep watch of every situation so we will not stumble. You know what? I don't want to purposely walk in a water puddle. On a few Sundays ago, we had a big lake in front of the church because it just poured rain. And we have this one spot that just puddles water. And there was an older lady who got out and she started walking over and she stepped in a little bit of it. And I thought, oh man, walk around. I'm looking out the front windows and And next thing you know, she takes another step, and she's in about four inches of water. Oh, it was terrible. But we've got to keep watch on what we're doing. We've got to keep watch on every step that we make because God wants to lead us. God wants to guide us. And you know what? He will if we are willing to allow him to do so. Go out and have a marvelous day. 
LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.